You are listening to this week's Market Commentary by Walker Cripps, bringing you insights on the world of stock markets and finance. Hello, and welcome to the Walker Cripps Market Commentary for the week ending Tuesday the 22nd of November. In a relatively light week for economic data and company updates, markets broadly managed to hold on to the momentous gains of the previous week. Coming so soon after last week's relatively benign US inflation data, the week got off to a good start with a deceleration in US producer price inflation, which should ultimately feed through into lower inflation in the prices of goods for consumers. What investors really want to know, however, is whether the more positive outlook for inflation will influence governors at the US Federal Reserve into slowing the pace of increases in interest rates. Despite an unusually large number of governors speaking at conferences and in interviews during the week, investors were left with the feeling that opinions are still divided between those who prioritise defeating inflation at any cost and those who were becoming more cognizant of an economic slowdown. It was encouraging that markets just about shrugged off the resurgence of COVID cases and COVID lockdowns in China, which risks derailing the recent euphoria unleashed by the prospect of a softer approach to the pandemic by the Chinese authorities. Despite recent new guidelines regarding quarantine and mass testing rules, the fact that China is now suffering some of the most serious COVID outbreaks of the last year threatens to sap investor confidence. And winter is coming, of course. In the UK, the Chancellor of the Exchequer was caught between a rock and a hard place for his autumn statement, trying to placate both capital markets and voters. In the event, he prioritised markets. The immediate problem was how to rein in the excesses of September's calamitous mini-budget while, at the same time, seeing the government's economic forecasts drastically cut the financial resources available to him. The Independent Office for Budget Responsibility, which prepares forecasts for economic growth and government borrowing, had been recklessly ignored by the Chancellor's predecessor, so it was important that Jeremy Hunt played by the rules. But this left him with a materially worse outlook, as the latest forecasts cut GDP growth significantly in 2023 and 2024, and also raised the expected cost of interest on government debt by nearly £50 billion. The Chancellor, therefore, had little choice but to announce a dose of austerity. This he did primarily by cutting support for energy bills for consumers and businesses, which shores up short-term credibility, but goes against the political trend globally for bigger subsidies. As a result, British households will see their incomes hit hard early next year, cementing the likelihood of recession. Moreover, freezing income tax thresholds when inflation is running at 10%, is unlikely to encourage consumption and is certainly not a vote winner. Nevertheless, markets appear to have been placated. The overall package was relatively well received by the gilt market, with the yield on 10-year government bonds 
rising only trivially to 3.2%, well below its peak of 4.5% in September. The pound continued to appreciate against the US dollar, capping an impressive recovery from its September plunge. And that's it for the market news this week. Now we'll move on to the stock focus section. US discount retailer Target Corporation issued its fourth profit warning for the year and forecast a decline in revenues for the current calendar quarter. Ominously, management stated that sales trends softened meaningfully in the latter weeks of the third calendar quarter. The slowdown was particularly apparent in the toy department, which suffered a, quote, meaningful deceleration, prompting the stocks of toy manufacturers Hasbro and Mattel to also sell off. Earlier in the year, Target was one of the first companies, along with Walmart, to highlight weakness in consumer spending in the US. Engineering giant Siemens is still riding the wave of record orders left over from the COVID lockdowns, though management expects the order backlog to normalise over the coming months. The company saw revenues rise last year in every line of business, and reported profits doubling in the most recent accounting quarter from the same period last year. The shares rose 7% on the news. Shares in computer equipment manufacturer Cisco Systems jumped by 7% after the company raised its expectations for turnover in the current quarter. Management's belief that the need to upgrade computer networks trumps the slowdown in the economy, seems to be well-founded. Despite the upbeat forecast, however, the company announced a cost-cutting programme. 5% of the company's employees will be laid off or moved to other positions. China's leading online shopping company, Alibaba Group, reported revenues for the latest quarter that missed expectations and suffered a $3 billion loss as it wrote down the value of several technology-related investments. Nevertheless, the stock was buoyed by management's decision to increase its stock repurchase programme from $25 billion to $40 billion. The chief executive officer highlighted the Chinese government's new pandemic measures as likely to have a positive impact. And now we'll take a look at the economic highlights from last week and what to look out for this week. UK inflation shows no signs of deceleration. Prices increased by 11.1% in October from a year ago, up from September's pace of 10.1%, and above the expectations of most economists. The increase was primarily driven by a large rise in energy prices as consumers transitioned from the energy price cap to the higher energy price guarantee, but prices continued to rise quickly for food and other goods. Food inflation in particular increased to 16.4%, the highest rate since 1977, as supermarkets continued to pass on the recent rapid increase in their own costs. Good news is that many forecasters expect inflation to have peaked in October and to fall gradually over the coming months led by declines in food and petrol inflation. 
business activity surveys for November are due for the UK and European Union. Both sets of data are expected to show declines in activity in both the manufacturing and service sectors, the only consideration being whether the rate of decline matches market expectations. The minutes to the US Federal Reserve's last meeting may shed some light on the discrepancy between the official statement, which incorporated some relatively dovish language, and Chairman Powell's uncompromisingly hawkish stance in the press conference. And that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. This was Walker Cripps Market Commentary. If you'd like to hear more, please visit our website at www.walkercrips.co.uk. To keep up with our latest news and content, you can follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at Walker Crips. Until next week, thanks for listening. This podcast is intended to be Walker Cripps Investment Management's own commentary on markets. It is not investment research and should not be construed as an offer or solicitation to buy, sell or trade in any of the investments, sectors or asset classes mentioned. The value of any investment and the income arising from it is not guaranteed and can fall as well as rise, so that you may not get back the amount you originally invested. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. Movements in exchange rates can have an adverse effect on the value, price or income of any non-sterling denominated investment. Nothing in this podcast constitutes advice to undertake a transaction. And if you require professional advice, you should contact your financial advisor or your usual contact at Walker Cripps. Walker Cripps Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and is a member of the London Stock Exchange.